Too many men forsake their dreams because they aren't willing to risk or fear they aren't up for the challenge or are never told that those desires deep in their heart are good. But the soul of a man isn't made for controlling things. He's made for adventure. Something in us remembers, however faintly, that when God set man on the earth, he gave us an incredible mission, a charter to explore, to build, to conquer, and to care for all creation. This show is about that ancient song that wells up within each man when he ventures into the unknown. It sings out like a clarion call to the wild places of the earth. This is the anthem of the adventurer. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer podcast, the show for men who are looking to answer the call to the wild places in their lives. I'm your host, Dan Zayner. Today on the show, we have the host of the Defining Dad Bod podcast and a good friend of mine from the Dad Edge Alliance, Alex Van Houten. He's working to help us dads create a legacy of health and fitness for our kids, and he has some great stories about solo adventures as well as how to adventure with toddlers. Enjoy the show. And away we go. Um... So I'll let you introduce yourself uh, because I, I think that sounds better than me introducing you. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your story, who you are, where you're from, a little bit about your family, and, and then we'll uh, go from there. So autobiography in three minutes. Uh, my name is Alex Van Houten. I am the host and founder of Defining Dad, but it's a show and, and a business that helps parents leave a legacy of health and fitness for their kids. But as far as is who I am outside of that. I am a happy husband, happy father, and happy man of a two and a half year old boy. My wife and I have been married for three years, and we live here in Colorado Springs. And as far as our story goes, you know, she's a she's an Arkansas girl. I am an Army brat, and we met in Dallas while we were, you know, uh, riding out the recession, the only city that was growing at the time. So <laughs> we, we met there and <laughs> we moved to Colorado Springs when we found out we were going to be parents and didn't want to raise a child in a 2 million plus city. And as far as your mm. show is concerned, you know, there's a lot of adventure to be had out here. So it really speaks to my heart. It really speaks to my little boy's heart. And as a family, we we really love it here. Oh man, I'm Definitely got some FOMO hard here about uh, living in Colorado Springs. I love the the mountains and the the streams and the fresh air out there. Um, I got to go there when I was a kid as a family trip. It's just itching to take my my boy and girl out there someday. <laughs> well, here in the Springs, it's interesting. You've got, you've got the Pikes Peak Mountain kind of overlooking the city, and I've heard people say one of two things: either that really speaks to you, it's like a call to come conquer it. Or it's like intimidating as hell, you know, like it just looks at you and just want, you know, like you're going to get eaten for lunch by this giant thing bigger than you. And so, you know, <laughs> you, you have one or one, one reaction or the other, either it's a call to adventure and, and you, you thrive in the shadow of the mountain, or it's kind of a scary thing that you'd like to get away from and go somewhere else. <laughs> Never really <laughs> thought of it that way. Yeah. Definitely more the former than the latter. And I'm also a racing <laughs> fan. So do you guys go to the uh, the hill climb? Ever ever watch that on Pikes Peak? Uh, no, no, we have not. And the, the idea, I might enjoy it, but Kristen, my wife, she would just be like, why would you go 100 miles an hour down this hill? If you've ever driven that that 
it's treacherous. It's treacherous yeah. in a Honda CRV going 15 miles an hour. You're like, let's not get too close to the edge because there's no rail. There's just not like, boom, 14,000 feet. So I, <laughs> I would enjoy it. She would be scared the whole time somebody was going to die. <laughs> well, that's why it's fun watching other people drive it, you know. Right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's so awesome to like hear that you guys are really into, you know, being intentional with um, with your son and, and going on solo adventures. What does mm. that word mean to you, the adventure as a concept? A- adventure as a concept, you could go a lot of different ways with this, but I think for me it's twofold. First of all, adventure, you know, not to get too philosophical here, but the 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 whole yin yang idea of order and chaos adventure is like walking the line between the two where you come alive. Like you mm. you know you're not doing something you can't handle, but you're not really sure how it's going to pan out. And for for some people, it might be something as simple as going for a run around your neighborhood, or you know, for me, I like to go on hikes I've never gone on before. And maybe a puma will be there, maybe it won't. I'm not sure. I'll carry a big <laughs> stick, but <laughs> but but I'm walking that line between order and chaos. And it and and then the the other piece of that, and I look at the world through the eyes of a of a toddler because I'm a father of a toddler right now. And so. I think of adventure, like when I see him and I see the way he looks at the world, everything's new, everything's shiny and distracting and just awe-inspiringly cool, you know, like, oh, look at that airplane. And I'm like, yeah, they leave trails in the sky all the time. It's not that, okay. Um, and, and so so the <laughs> yeah. idea of adventure is, is really putting yourself in the shoes of, of a child and seeing the world as as a, a place of possibility rather than like the mundane like the other day gabriel and i were playing in the the living room with the next door neighbor's girl he's two and a half she's four it's really good for him to be around somebody pretty articulate and and they're, they're playing they're doing stuff and then i was like hey guys you want to build a fort and they're like yeah so i turned the couch on its side and i had the the chair over there and you know my wife comes in there what are you guys what doing what are you doing <laughs> Every, yeah, we have every extra sheet and blanket in the house, like spanning the whole living room. And we get in the floor and we're like, what are we going to do? And we're just eating graham crackers in a pillow fort in the living room. And to them, it was like, it was, it was epic. You know, we we got the castle of Camelot. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. We had imaginary sharks outside that might eat us. We had to low crawl to, to get some toy, whatever. Anyway, Ah. like. It, like adventure adventure for me uh, on the one hand is walking that line between order and chaos and on the other hand it's it's the it's the not letting the world be old and mundane because everything is new and, and everything is is possible in the moment in the eyes of a little kid and you know my, my son brings that out of me for sure mm, I love that I've, our kids are young as well we've got a, a four-year-old and mm. a, it'll, she'll be two this week my lord <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, big step, big step. Yeah. Um, but just seeing, like you said, like their eyes light up when they see something you've seen a million times, it's fresh and new for them. And you seeing them see it helps you see it in a fresh new way too. I think it, in my world, it's one of the beautiful ways that God keeps us young, you know, because because yes. we, get, we get old, we, we have little kids and, and they make the world new again. And then I hopefully I live to see my grandkids 
that's what this whole defining dad bod thing is about, right? I see my grandkids and, and they make the world new again. And if I'm old enough to see my great grandkids, we can see the world through them again. If you watch like a, a, a group of people sitting around at in the holidays and a bunch of kids are playing in the floor, we're all just sitting there watching them. You know? Oh yeah. Or if you're like a real involved dad, you'll jump into the mix and start being with pillows and stuff. Or I don't know what your love language is, but something about beating a two and a half year old with a pillow and getting it yes, back. That is my, really one of my love languages with my kids is uh, pillow fights, <laughs> uh, tickle fights, wrestle matches. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. So or, uh, anyway, grabbing them by the feet I just, and swinging them around. <laughs> yes. And, and all the kettlebell exercises you can do with, <laughs> with oh, the yeah. kid by their feet. Perfect. Yeah, kids are the ultimate exercise equipment. <laughs> True story. True story. And they only get bigger, so you have to get stronger. <laughs> That's why I do the seal fit workouts, so I can carry my kids around as they get bigger. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Little buddy carries become really big buddy carries. <laughs> So that's that's so so awesome, and um, I'm glad it's this is becoming a more common, at least in the circles we run in anyway, um, mm. sentiment towards adventure. Right is 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 bringing your kids along for the ride and teaching them yeah. the skills they need. You know, as as Gabriel grows up or my son Alex, the at a really long, young age, are you are you kind of having that intentional mindset of like building skills in him as well um through adventure absolutely yeah you know i i want him to uh, it's it's not as intentional as i would like it to be yeah like it, it, you can as a dad you can overthink things way too much like okay well in 30 years i hope you know he knows how to run his 401k or whatever and so right now <laughs> yeah. what do i need to do in order that he 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 you know starts planning for the future but it doesn't need to be that intense you know i i say one of the things that really drives adventure for me and my son is I can see in him the same ADHD that I had to overcome as a child. And I was mm. never like, medicated necessarily for it, but getting that kid to sit still and do number flashcards with me is like pulling teeth. He's like standing on his head upside down. Like, what's this card? <laughs> oh, I don't know, dad. Let me, if I look at it upside down, it looks like a four. Um, so, so for me, adventure with him is about keeping him active, engaged and excited about what's around the corner in, in finding those opportunities and those moments to use those as teaching moments, you know? Mm. So for instance, I like to hike with him. And if, if you haven't been hiking recently, it's just, you're on a path and you can only see so far and you never know what's around the corner. You never know what, what hill you're going to climb or what rock you're going to have to climb on top of or whatever. And so, you know, we, we go for a while and we always bring some snacks like, and we, we have water. He thinks drinking from a camelback is the coolest thing, Ooh, you know, yeah. like it's a tube that comes out of dad's back and like I can suck all the water I want out of it. Um, he also likes to bite the end off, which is not cool. That is not, that is a no-go in the Van Houten household is to bite the end off the camelback <laughs> and pour water. <laughs> so anyway, we, we're, we're hiking and, he, and he's, and he's tired and you can see it, but he's kind of, he's a trooper. He'll keep going. He won't whine about it. And we're like, Hey, let's, let's have a break. Let's drink some water. Let's eat. And, and we're sitting there and he's like, Ooh, what's this? And he's got a leaf. And I explained to him, that's an oak tree. Hey, let's count how many leaves are on this, you know, stick or whatever. And in that environment, his focus is amazing. Like one, two, three, four, but at home trying to teach this kid to count, like this two and a half year old ADHD, like what, like one, two, Hey, where's mommy? Like, like what? <laughs> we, we only got to yeah. two. Like, 
what, man? And then he's like, Dad, can we watch Wally? Because he's really into Wally right now. So oh, yes. anyway, that for, for me, yeah, for me, adventure is is keeping him engaged with what's um, with what requires your focus and and you know building the skill of focus and building the skill of curiosity and inquisition and you know I have I might have my agenda but it really lets him kind of lead the way and that's that's pretty powerful as a dad to to let your kid dictate to you the opportunities that you're going to have to teach them if you put mm. them in the right environment that's a really good point and uh, I think you were you were on the the call in the dad edge alliance we had with John Eldridge right where he yes, talked yes. about, you know, asking God for the keys to your child's heart and following mm-hmm. that. It sounds very similar to what he was talking about there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's, it's been, I mean, he's only, he's, he's two and a half, but I'm, I want to know him. I want to know him through, through the stages of his life. And for him, you know, it's important that I find the things that he enjoys doing rather than all of the things that I like doing. And so we try everything and then whatever sticks, the thing that he's like, we're going hiking. Yeah. Like let's go. And you know, Friday morning is hiking in French toast day. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's how we like to roll. Come to your right. house for hiking in French toast day. <laughs> J- join us, join us. We would love it. The more French toast, the merrier. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. So, the other, the other side of this, like incorporating adventure with your family, is how do we bring our, our wives along, our, our amazingly patient mm. and wonderful wives? <laughs> what do you yes. do to, to you inspire know, you know, adventure as a couple or maybe lead and show her um, some of the things that, that you would like to invite her along for the ride with? That's a really good question and one I'm still learning well, so don't take this as a guru answer. All right. <laughs> you know, my, my, my wife and I have been, uh, have been together, you know, our, our relationship is not even as old as a kindergartner yet, you know? So when it comes to, <laughs> when it, when it comes to incorporating adventure with her, there's a certain level of her still learning who I am and me still learning who she is. And as you know, when you have kids that evolves rapidly, like who you were before your child is not who you are two years later, you know, yeah. you, you can't help but change. And, and so, you know, we, we're constantly connecting on the level of, you know, where, where have we developed, where would we like to go as a family and stuff. So this is something I'm still learning. So, and, and in terms of adventure, there could literally be no more opposite people than my wife and I, like we're, <laughs> we're like, I'll tell you a story. So when, when, when we were recording, is that what they call it in, in old language when we were recording? Um, I, <laughs> I took her to see some Christmas lights in Dallas, uh, in Turtle Creek. It's a really rich neighborhood. They go all out. It's, it's kind of like the, the wonderland of Christmas in like Dallas. Neighborhood in, of, uh, of Griswolds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. And they're like mansions. So these giant mansions, like probably like $3 million or higher mansions through this, like, like Dallas suburb kind of oh, wow. way. Anyway. So 
and it's beautiful. So I took her down there. It was a great date. We had hot cocoa. We, we saw some carriage rides and stuff, took some good pictures. You can probably find it on Facebook if you cared to scroll all the way back then. But anyway, there was a cordoned off house with a rope and it was like no trespassing. And it was beautiful. It was a mansion in construction. And I was like, oh, we have to check ooh, this ooh, out. She's like, she's like, no, that's that's no trespassing. And I said, you will never get an opportunity <laughs> like this again. Like you will never be able to walk through it. It's like, 10 p.m. nobody's here nobody cares like just don't tear up their construction equipment come on and so she's like the whole time like i'm like dragging her into this dark mansion house and and it was a blast we like explored the whole thing and the whole time she's like looking around like like there's just a like an old style police officer around the corner with a whistle like ah, trespassing get out of here um <laughs> And so anyway, like every car that drove by, she's like, oh, I don't know. Anyway, so it was really funny because because I am the rebel. Like it says, it, there's a rope, it says that no trespassing. I'm like, yeah, I can get over that. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to jump over there and see what's over there. Like, why not? You know, I'm not causing anybody harm. I'm not going to graffiti their driveway. Like, I'm just going to see what's over there. And she's the rule follower. She's the teacher's pet who, you know, her mom was a teacher growing up kind of thing. So breaking the rules is like a very scary thing for her. So anyway, as far as adventure goes with my wife, it's been important for me as a husband to find, to, to, to meet her where she's at, you know, cause if I drag her along on some of my crazy hikes that I like to go on, she will not enjoy them. 10 minutes in, it's like the most awful workout. Why did you bring me on this? This is terrible. Uh, and then the other thing that I've found is that if there is sushi at the end of the road, then that is also helpful. <laughs> hey, I think our wives would get really along active, really well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you do this active, really fun, recreational, cool thing that I like to do, and I'll share it with you, and then we'll get sushi. And she's like, all right, I'm in. Let's do it. So that, uh, that's been important or that, that's how I, how I try to incorporate her and, you know, I'm still growing and I have to be okay when she's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you, you, you take Gabriel, you guys go do that. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer. Today we're brought to you by the awesome patrons over on Patreon. Patreon is a platform where you can support the show on a monthly basis to help with production costs and also improve the show with higher quality audio, swag for supporters, and much more as we reach our monthly goals. Head on over to patreon.com slash anthem of the adventurer to pledge your support. And thank you for making this happen. Now back to the show. Yeah, my wife and I have very similar uh, discussions when I uh, invite her along to do go rock events. <laughs> He's like, you have <laughs> yeah, fun yeah. carrying around heavy crap all night. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> Kristen, Kristen will not be go wrecking. Like, she did one with show. me, uh, an urban survival one where he didn't have to carry as much weight. So it wasn't quite as painful. God bless her. She, she saw, did awesome. Uh, she saw like an ad for this go ruck. It's not a go ruck. I don't know. It's like a wife carrying thing. She's like, I'll do that. Like yes. <laughs> you can carry me for 20 miles. <laughs> and <laughs> so, I mean, she, she would be game for something like that, but she's not going to carry a giant rucksack anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, not one of her strengths, but uh, she was a trooper. <laughs> True. And we got story. her a nice spa day say, afterwards as a recompense for uh, for bearing with all my craziness. <laughs> I, I will say when she joins me, she enjoys herself, and it's important that I I cater the adventure to you know her level of of comfortability. And then I mean life life doesn't always allow you to control the the I don't know variables, and sometimes we find ourselves 
in an adventure that we didn't intend. And so, so what's, yeah. what's fun about that is if, if you can, if you can keep your head about you and, and, you know, but be the man that your, your wife needs you to be at the time and she can keep her head about her. We found that those kind of things bring us closer together. That's a really good point too, is like, you know, it doesn't have to be some, some big thing where you're going on a big hike or doing go ruck or whatever together, but it could just be breaking down on the side of the road. <laughs> and then the true story. You know, true learning. story. Well, and like there is a, you know, our son, he went to neonatal uh, here in Colorado. Uh, a lot of babies who are born prematurely, you know, three or four weeks, they can't breathe well enough in the altitude. So they, they end up going to uh, the neonatal, intensive care unit. So he, we actually, when we had him, we were stuck in the hospital for a solid week and a half, mm. brand new parents and our babies in this like little tube thing with a, with a thing on his face. And it was, it was really hard. Um, but at, at, at the points in there where you could, this wasn't always the case, but at the points in there where you could and go, that's kind of an adventure. We've got a rollout bed. We've got, we've got hospital food. We can call into the thing. What movie do you want to watch? You know, let's go explore this place. Because uh, she was really a fan of <clears throat> walking around then, as you can imagine. I'm just kidding. She wasn't, but <laughs> it's good for the lady to get up and walk. Uh, anyway, so so that that being said, you know, there there are times in your life where, like, I, just stuff happens. You know, my, my, my kid had a bib that said spit happens. Um, spit happens, man. And <laughs> uh, you you can either like just, Oh, why is this happening to me? Woe is me. This really sucks. Or like, Hey, this is an adventure. I mean, it's not like a happy go lucky, awesome thing, but, but we can make it not suck. And that's an adventure. <laughs> yeah. And that really speaks to, um, I mean, you've read the book, the wild, at, wild at heart, um, that John Elder yeah. wrote about how us as men, like one of those questions that we, you know, want to, find the answer to in our deepest parts of ourselves is do I have what it takes? And part of that is like, do I have what it takes to make mm. this experience right now? Not suck. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said. I think I've said those exact words in my head before. Like, how do I make this not suck? And can I make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you, I mean, as a, as a young man, like, think uh, do you think ahead about some of those things and like hmm, i might need to learn how to you know do cpr or you know whatever to like prepare yourself for these things do you think about things like that uh weirdly uh, yeah I, I i make the joke that i'm always preparing for the zombie apocalypse um which is not a, i don't this is why we get along <laughs> so well because really i do the same thing yeah they, they <laughs> <laughs> you go. I, I, I even it was like three days ago a piece of food fell on the floor and gabriel picked it up and ate it and the lady who was standing there looked down kind of funny and i was like oh don't worry he's inoculating himself against the apocalypse and then she looked at me <laughs> way weirder than she looked at my son in the store so there's that um but yeah you know i i grew up an army brat and so i was around a lot of people who you know survival the training, like, you know, I go out into the woods with the clothes on my back and a knife and a two liter bottle of water and I can last for a week. And, you know, that, that's a, 
that's a thing. That's something I grew up with. You know, we would go out into the woods with a tent and figure stuff out, you know, and build traps and just have a good time. And then in college, I don't know if you got into this, but I, I loved Bear Grylls. Like, the oh, yes. Drop yourself, drop yourself in the middle of nowhere and try not to die. You know, actually, fun story. You can edit this out if you'd like, but we actually made a college. <laughs> that's how you know it's a good game. story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, we actually made a drinking game out of out of Bear Grylls. It wasn't the smartest thing you could possibly do. Uh, it lasted seven minutes, and it was every time he says, "This could kill you, or you will die if you do this." We had to we had to drink, and the seven minutes in, we're like, "No, we will literally die." If we <laughs> this this drinking uh, game is something he would warn us about. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, "Don't do that. You're not going to make it out of the Sahara Desert this way." So anyway, that uh, that those those skills and and those those uh, survival instincts and stuff. Those are things that, you know, I really care to know, not, not necessarily because I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I hope not. I, I hope we don't ever find ourselves in an apocalyptic situation, but, but it's good to have, it's good to be the guy who knows how to navigate with a map and a compass. It's good to be the guy who knows what to do when the guy stops breathing. It's good to be the guy who, when there's no drinkable water in the area, you know how to dig a hole and pee on the walls and use your poncho to let the water evaporate and have potable water. I don't know. It's it's a weird, maybe it's a macho man thing. Watch some bear grills and maybe you'll think differently, but I think it's good to be the guy who's prepared for making the best of a out of a bad situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, were, were you in the Boy Scouts at all when you were a kid? I mean, the motto is "Be prepared," right? <laughs> I wish I would have enjoyed the Boy Scouts, but no, that uh, that wasn't something open to me when I was a child. <laughs> well, now that you've got a son, that's another one of those things we can you know see with new eyes, right? Is and hopefully he'll be into it. But uh, I'm I'm hoping for the same thing for uh, for my son too because i was in scouts when i was a kid and mm. that's some of those things you know, that he's you learned. not into it we we can bribe him with french toast that's how you do it we go to the scouts and then we have french toast afterward you, you see how my reward system works here it's like pavlov's dogs I'm just kidding. yes <laughs> french toast afterwards gets a lot of things done <laughs> gets a lot of french toast sushi it just depends on who they are you just gotta find their love language <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Um, so we've, we've gone all down a lot of different rabbit trails here, which is what I love. Told you. Um, ADHD. <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> um, what would you say, what are you, um, kind of currently working on or, or for yourself, um, or maybe planning to do in the next month or year or a couple of years or something that, that you're really looking to build some skills to skills towards um, that might be something that's more just for you. Uh, good question. I have two big things that I'm working on. I've never, as much as I like hiking, I've never hiked a 14 er And so I'll be hiking Pike's peak in the next month, actually. And oh, awesome. so I'm building, you know, the cardiovascular endurance I'm building some of the, yeah, some of the uh, hiking and, and land nav skills to do so and what's interesting about it is it's not the most treacherous 14er you could hike but it is the longest so really? you know I'm, I'm my first 
yep, my first 14,000 foot hike with, uh, with, you know, Colorado mountains is going to be a round trip, 26 mile hike. So yeah, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to be pretty smoked afterward. That's for sure. So that, that's something I'm, I'm building the skills for right now. And as far as physical fitness is concerned, I'm, I'm pretty confident about that. The thing that, that gets to me is the, you know, carrying your pack that far, you know, I can run that far. I can walk that far. I can, I can deal with the rocks and the the interesting terrain, but the, but the, Hey, yeah, you know, 20, 30 pounds, you just finished a go ruck. You know what that's like when you add yep, a backpack, it, it changes 23 everything. miles. <laughs> so I very much know how much that hurts. <laughs> you know, you know exactly how that feels. Just, just add, add some elevation to that and some pretty views and you got it. Um, so anyway, that you went overnight though. I mean, that's like, and it was 20 degrees overnight. out. That's Yours will be much more pleasant. <laughs> I'm hoping that's if it's and 20 you probably degrees, won't have to do burpees on the mountain Kristen. true story that would be a bad idea I will not be adding burpees to my 14k <laughs> hike so so there's that and then I've had this ongoing goal for the last uh it's four years now this is my fourth year I've applied to the American Ninja Warrior show every Ooh. single year for the last four years and I didn't get on this year and that means I still have some you know opportunity to develop my application to develop the the submission video and stuff. And I mean, if you've seen the show, I mean, what skill isn't tested in the the show. So, so I'll be developing those skills this year, obviously climbing and and, uh, upper body power, lower body endurance, uh, a lot of different uh, athletic things required to develop there. Cool. Well, looking forward to following along with all that. Um. (laughs) I'll be happy to hear you cheering me on. Yes, I would, that would be awesome when it when it happens. I'm going to say when because you're going to make it happen. Um, I, I will keep applying until it does. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, got one one final question as we as we kind of come to the end of our our time together. What would you say to uh, the audience and myself in this next week? to challenge us to embrace adventure in our lives, either something that you're doing or something that you would like to do maybe, or um, what challenge would you give us? I would challenge you this week. Um, I, 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 I suppose that the majority of your audience have, you know, children or grandchildren or something along those lines. My, my challenge to you this week would be do, to do something spontaneous with them in a mundane place something they don't expect that makes the place new and fun so recently gabriel and i went to the mall with Kristen, and you know her her idea of adventure sometimes is it uh, i go to the mountains she she likes to look for the latest sales in you know spring attire for colorado because <laughs> spring starts in april here um <laughs> not here you know so so right we, we go to the mall and, and, you know, it could be this, it could be really my day. We're going to walk around. Oh, look at that. Like shirt or whatever. She likes shopping. I'm not a big fan. I'll go, but whatever. And I mean, Gabriel, like, like if you're two and a half, you're, you're cool with that for like exactly seven seconds. And then we've got to <laughs> run around or hide somewhere or eat something or whatever. So, so Gabriel and I, um, we, we went to the escalator 
and I found a piece of paper and I, I made it a paper airplane. I said, Gabriel, watch this. And so we went to the top of the escalator and I had him on my shoulder to say, watch. And I flew the paper airplane off of the third story of the mall. And he just watched it like, whoa. He's like, dad, oh, whoa. And it's like going around in circles and it lands. And some lady looks at it kind of weird. And I'm like, all right, let's go get it. So we're like running there to get the paper airplane. And like 45 minutes later, my wife comes by and she's like, hey, uh, what have you guys been up to? I'm all done. And Gabriel's like, no, what's this, mama? Like, it, we're chucking paper airplanes off of the third story of the mall and just having a grand old time riding up and down the escalators and, and playing with paper airplanes. So my, my challenge to everybody this week is make something potentially mundane a lot of fun for somebody in your life. And, and, it, and it could be anything. It could be building, you know, pillow forts in the living room. It could be throwing a paper airplane off of the second story of the mall. It could be, I don't know. Hey, we're going to go get sushi like we always do on Friday, but I found a new sushi place we're going to try. Watch out for that, though. Some sushi places will make you sick. But <laughs> Yeah, anyway, yeah, we can't. Uh, uh, that, that would... Unfortunately, we can't do sushi for a few more months um, until number three comes along in September. <laughs> ah, there's that. Hey, they have the stuff they cook, you know. And no, true, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how your wife is. I don't know how your wife is, but my wife isn't really – I say she likes sushi. She likes the – she likes the, like – stuff that's been deep fried and has like oh. three sauces on it or something like that. <laughs> oh stuff. no tracy loves all that's of that the, I mean, she, uh, she even likes some of the stuff that i don't which isn't a whole lot but uh oh yeah we're, we're big <laughs> big sushi people she's uh definitely opened my uh culinary horizons as, as long as we've been together her family's from the philippines so they've got <laughs> oh, all okay, sorts okay. of so, like new interesting mostly amazing food <laughs> and some of it a little weird and some of it Just a little weird little. but it's great <laughs> some of you are awesome, like man. i ate it <laughs> anybody anybody listening knows what balot is that's one of those um i yeah. have no idea what that I had is it once I don't know it's I'm... uh a almost fully developed duck or chicken egg that i think has been fermented or something but it's uh, an acquired taste we'll say <laughs> sounds like it it's an acquired thought honestly yeah anywho where could people find out about all the awesome stuff you're doing with the Finding Dad Bod uh, podcast, everything else? Uh, you know, I make it really simple to find me. <laughs> you go to uh, www.definingdadbod.com. That's where basically everything you can find is. And then I'm really active on social media and love to connect with positive, like-minded people who care to be conscious and fun in this life. So you can find me at Defining Dad Bod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then my personal facebook is at define dad bod fantastic and uh thank you as well for being a supporter of this show on patreon and we're supporting you as well so it's so cool to you know support fellow creators like yourself through that platform hurrah yes <laughs> yes well, well said and I'm, I'm really happy to support your show i'm, I'm excited for what this is going to do in so many people's lives and i'm excited to hear also what what comes out of interviewing people about adventure. This is something that so many of us who live in our saran wrap, technologically advanced world, that it's really easy to get kind of over it. And it's so, I think it's so powerful to, to put yourself in, in the adventurous position and see what you're made of. Absolutely, my friend. Well, it's been fantastic having you on the show today. Thank you so much for your time and uh, looking forward to seeing what's next with you and uh, Gabriel and all the rest of the clan out there in Colorado Springs. You got it, Dan. Kick butt, take names, brother. Yeah, you too, brother. Bye.
Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer. Please leave us a review in iTunes. Those are the lifeblood of a new podcast, and we really appreciate those. If you want to continue the conversation around this episode and engage with your fellow adventurers on our weekly challenge, join our group on Facebook. Now go out and live your adventure.